Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Dave Shep. Today we're going to be covering a range of topics on leadership, life purpose, goals, and what you're doing in your life to be happy. I'm a business coach, life coach, and I got a bit of woo-woo in me. I've been creating leaders for over 25 years, and I hope that this show inspires you to bring out your hidden potential and empowers you to live your passion. Let's go ahead and start today's show. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode seven. I was trying to think about uh, what I can do tonight, and I was uh, leaning towards uh, the personal power episode and what we talked about was self-care, um, support system, self-respect. Um, one thing I'm finding um, when I coach someone is when they uh, get self-respect and they get self-care uh, and they're, they find their personal power, um, they can become kind of dicks. So it's like, don't do that. <laughs> so what you want to do is you want to have your personal power and you, you want to make sure that no one has taken advantage of you. But at the same time, you don't want to take advantage of other people. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that tonight. What does it mean to be aggressive uh, versus assertive? I've had a conversation this week with what assertive means and everybody's like, no, assertive means that people are just, you know, jerks and are being mean to people that take advantage of. No, that's not it at all. Uh, aggressive people do that. You know, four styles of communication. Um, we got passive, passive aggressive, aggressive, and then assertive. So assertive is when you maintain your personal power and you are taking care of yourself. You're doing the self-care thing. You're not letting anyone uh, cross boundaries that you've established for yourself. But then at the same time, you're not hurting them or imposing your will on them or diminishing them in any way. So that's the difference because uh, I have had clients in the past who after a couple months working with them, all of a sudden they find this, this power um, within themselves and they realize how great they are. They do a lot of self-love and then everybody around them is like, man, you're such a dick. Uh, <laughs> so we want to stop that because I've had people say, Hey, well, you know, this is how I am now. I like myself, so I'm not changing, but no, I, I did not become Dr. Frankenstein to create a monster. Uh, what I do as a life coach is, is I walk into a situation and yes, I want you to stand up for yourself. Yes. I want you to have self care. Yes. Self-respect. Yes. Build those support systems. Yes. Get rid of those toxic influences, but no, do you ever want to diminish someone else's light? Do you ever want to be um, aggressive towards somebody to make them feel smaller in order to make you feel bigger? You know, sometimes this, this evolves around um, always wanting to be the smartest person in the room. I can't tell you how detrimental that is. Um, and I've, I have had several clients over the last few years who that's their mantra. They like to surround themselves by people who are not as smart, who are not as driven, who are not as accomplished, who are not as athletic, so that they can always be the best. And I've known several people like this. I've had a couple of clients like this, um, a couple of clients I fired because of this, because it's just something that is just not, it's, it's not a good situation. So if you're thinking that I always want to be the smartest person in the room because that way people will look up to me, I need you to, I need you to rethink that. I need you to shift your mindset a little bit, actually a lot, because 
it, it's good to surround yourself by people who are better, stronger, faster, more athletic than you are. And you can still maintain your personal power and your self-care and your, your self-worth. And then you can let them inspire you, but then you can also inspire them. And you end up being surrounded by a support system and friends and family and a lifestyle and workmates who are incredible. Um, you, you know, that way when it, when you sit back and you're realizing you're taking account of your life, you want to have people that you've helped develop, that you've helped grow, that you have inspired. I always told uh, the managers that I uh, worked with when I was a district manager, I would, say, I would say, when you go on vacation and you leave your store, if you come back and your store is running perfectly and you just come back to a normal shift, then that means that you are an incredible leader because you have empowered the people under you, the supervisors under you, the assistant managers under you to basically be you while you're gone and they don't miss a step. But if you come back from vacation and your department is in ruin and you're working, you know, 12, 14 hour days after vacation because things were just so bad, I really need you to reevaluate what kind of leader you are. Because the kind of leader that goes away for a certain amount of time, whether it's for a conference or a vacation, comes back and the department is in disarray or sales have decreased or, you know, just the place blew up, then that means these people are too reliant on you. They're reliant on you to make decisions instead of you empowering them and coaching them and leading them to make their own decisions. You're the smartest person in the room. And when you left, everything fell apart. Is that the kind of business you want to have? Do you want to run a business where you are solely responsible for everything and that you have so much power that you cannot let go? Nobody does anything to your standards. You tell somebody that you want them to do something for you and then you find fault in it and you go back and you redo it. That is ridiculous. That is a, that's a ridiculous leadership style because it means that you don't know how to train, you don't know how to coach, you don't know how to set expectations and you don't know how to build people. So I'm challenging you to rethink this thought process. I'm challenging you to apply this to different aspects of your life. Uh, you can apply it to friendships. You can apply it to gym, um, people they go to the gym with. You can apply it to your workmates. You can apply it to your family. All of these different things, if you feel like as a member of your family, if you are the head of your family and you take care of all the finances and you take care of, make all the decisions, you decide all these different things, no one in your family is going to grow. No one in your family is going to feel like they contribute. And instead you hold all the power, you have final say, you make all the decisions. All you're doing is diminishing the people in your family. You're diminishing people in your life when you do that stuff. So, so I'm here today to challenge you that when you find your personal power, when you find your self-respect, uh, it goes back to episode four where I talked about support systems. Build a support system that is good for you that helps you grow, that inspires you. Never hold anyone back. Never, 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 never hold any, anyone back when it comes to their performance in friendships or family or jobs. You know, if you're a leader and you're supervising someone and you give them explicit directions and a timeline of how to do it and say it's Monday and the project is due by Friday. If you do not 
if you give the task 8 a.m. on Monday and say you weren't done by 5 o'clock on Friday, and you go 5 o'clock on Friday, and it is completely not done, and you get frustrated at the person, you get frustrated at yourself because you trusted them to do it, again, this is the worst, the worst possible way to manage. Because what you should have done is had the meeting at 8 a.m. on Monday and explained everything. Have them repeat it back to you. Then you want to follow up with them at noon on Monday, at 3 on Monday, at 5 on Monday. And I'm not talking about follow-up to micromanage. I'm talking about follow-up to say, hey, how's it going? Do you need any support from me? Can, can, have you been set up for success for this task? Do you fully understand? Then you check in again on Tuesday, maybe two times that day. Then you check in again on Wednesday and Thursday. And then you've seen the progress, you've seen the develop, development. You could do course corrections along the way in case they misunderstood something. You can do training along the way in case they don't understand how to do something. And then five o'clock on Friday, you don't have five wasted days that you weren't being a good leader. This is what it means to be a true leader. A true assertive leader is someone who sets the expectations who knows who they are, who has their personal power, who doesn't let anyone diminish them, but at the same time, you don't diminish anyone else. You know, what, what is the difference between being aggressive and assertive? You know, these are two, two fine lines. And people think today, well, you know, most men are just aggressive and they're assertive and they suck because of it. That's not true. I know a lot of strong, strong men who have convictions in themselves, they know who they are, they know their self-worth, they realize their power, and all they do is use their power to benefit others. And this is the norm, people. I mean, everybody's like, you know, people are so mean nowadays. You, you watch all the stuff in the news, everything going on about how aggressive and assertive people are. Yes, aggressive people suck, okay? You don't want to be aggressive. You want to be assertive. That's the difference. An assertive person is someone who does not let anyone take advantage of them and they don't take advantage of anyone else. You know, and, and, and that can be done so easily. Whenever you're interviewing for anyone in your department or in your position, interviewing someone to work on a, on a nonprofit with you, interviewing someone to join you on your, uh, if you're starting a business and you're trying to find an assistant or you're trying to find someone to help you, you, you want to ask questions that are based on what would you do if, you know, open-ended questions. You're, you're trying to find out past performance because generally past performance equals future results. You're looking for that special spark in someone, that special drive. You're looking for someone who's coachable. You're looking for someone who doesn't have an ego. And the way that you can tell that someone doesn't have an ego and that they're willing to learn and to be coached is when you let go of your ego. When you realize that you do not need to be the smartest person in the room. And this applies to personal and professional things. Okay. If you're in a relationship and you're, you're with your spouse and you always have to make your spouse feel small or cut them down or tell, you know, people at parties that they suck at this, you're, you're diminishing them. And that, that's bullshit. Because you should never diminish your partner to someone because the two of you are a team. 
If you have a spouse or in a committed relationship, the two of you are a team. And the only thing that you should focus on is building each other up and building each, letting each other be successful and celebrating those successes. But if you feel that the only way that you can have power in that relationship is by playing games and demeaning the other person and being passive aggressive or being aggressive just to get your way, if you ever yell at your spouse and treat and diminish them and tell them that they suck at something or you know, I, I had this this one couple one time where he, he was basically, you never finish anything you start. Why should I support you on this? Well, you know what? That is such bullshit. Because if your spouse is having problems with finishing things they start, maybe they need some encouragement and some support. And they need you to, to listen. And maybe some encouragement and some, some coaching. Or maybe figuring out something that they could do to find a support system that will allow them to live their dream. But if you feel that it's necessary to diminish them and tell them that their dreams suck or that their dreams are stupid in order to make yourself feel special, that's where you and I got to talk, man. I mean, th this is th that's not how it is. Never treat your spouse like that. You want to be treated with respect? You show respect. There's none of this earning respect shit, okay? You show people respect off the bat. It's up to them to lose it. Okay, and, and that's the truth. Whenever I meet somebody, I show them the utmost respect. People who are older than me, it, it's Mr. Mrs., you know, whoever their name is, I treat them with respect. Now, how they treat me is how I continue to treat them with respect. If they treat me the same way, it's a golden relationship. If you come across some aggressive assholes, it, then I'm, I walk away. And, and that's just, you have to realize that, that that's, what life is about life is about you being here and creating your own creating your own kingdom i guess is the best word someone told me this a couple of days ago you want to come in and you want to create your own kingdom you want to be the leader both in work at home in your friend base you want to have these leadership qualities you want to be this leader so you're creating the kind of people that are around you you know, you're deciding who to let in. You're deciding who to keep out. Sometimes you let in the wrong people and you need to be strong enough to say, okay, you know what? You showed me a completely different face when I first met you. The first few months were amazing. And now I'm finding out that you're kind of a, an energy vampire. You're kind of a leech. You like to play victim all the time. I don't have time for victims. Okay, being a victim is nothing that you should ever be proud of. And if you are, you know, more power to you. If that's, if that's the way you want to live your life, by, by always complaining, by always seeing the glass half empty, by always being the one that everybody has to come and save because that makes you feel special, then you're, you don't really belong in my life. You need to be comfortable saying stuff like this. And you need to be comfortable saying stuff like this to friends, family, coworkers, you know, I, I mean, if you work in a place that is just toxic, what, no, no one's making you stay there. Everybody's like, oh, I can't get another job. Yes, you can. You're making the choice not to. You're making the choice to stay in an unhealthy situation because it's comfortable, because it's what you know, and because it doesn't hurt enough. 
So what you need to do is realize that, am I going to sit here and be miserable for the next five years of my life? Or do I recognize that I'm pretty freaking miserable? I can't see anything changing. I'm working for a dick of a boss. I have dick employees who work, who work for with me. Uh, my coworkers are mean. I don't really have any passion about the job, but you know what? It's convenient. It's close to home. You know, I get weekends off when I leave here. I don't have to think about it. So I'm just going to keep it. No, then you're miserable. If you choose that kind of life, it's not good for you because all that's going to do is take away your personal power. You're giving them your power by staying in a position like this because it's going to eat away at you and eat away at you. And finally, till you get to the point to where you're just raw and then you're cynical and then you lose all of the hard work that you've done on yourself. So if you're working in a situation that is miserable, find a new situation. It can be done. There are so many positions out there. There are so many jobs out there right now where you can find something that's good for you, that matches with your purpose, with your life purpose, with what you want to do. There are good bosses out there. There are good leaders out there. There are good employees out there. You know, if if you want to start your own business, you know, these are things that, I mean, heck, you know, monetizing anything. I always tell people, I can help you monetize anything. You have a harebrained idea and I will help you monetize it because it's that doable. It's just problem solving. It's creativity. It's figuring out the need. It figures out what you can do. And then we figure out how to market it and create it and figure out a distribution cycle. We figure out all these incredible things that that are easy to do. I help people live their dreams. And this is just something that is just tenacity and it's just wanting to help. But if you don't have a coach, if you don't have something, you know, if you don't have the funds to afford a coach, then you don't need to hire someone. You simply need to learn. So buckle down and want it bad enough. Want a new career bad enough. Want a new business bad enough that you can do it. Because we all have it within us. A lot of times we've been beaten down and people tell us we can't do this. We can't do that. We can't do this. Again, I don't accept that. Each and every one of us has certain skill sets. Each and every one of us has a certain mentality. Each and every one of us has incredible things in their life that they can do. But there are times where you just bury it because it's easy. You bury it because people have told you this. If you've gotten anything out of my last six podcasts, it's stop listening to those kind of people. Stop listening to people who try to dim your light. Because you never want to have your light taken away. You know, I, I do I, I do many different things with my clients. So it, it just depends on what they need. I, I you know, you, you pull up these coaches, sometimes you life coaches and you see these packages. You know, well, here's my package to be rich. Here's my package to get a, a, a spouse. Here's my package to make you a better person. You know, here's my package for self-confidence. You know, these packages, it's like when a coach comes out and says, here's my package, and they're making tons of money off of it, it it sucks. (laughs) You know, it would be like going to a personal trainer and being all different body styles and body types and ages, 
but the personal trainer using the same exercise program for everybody. That's stupid. I, I can't even tell you how stupid it is. When you go to a, a life coach or a business coach website and you see packages of how they're going to do this for you in such detail that there's no room for what's special and unique about you, it's the wrong package. Look for a coaching package with a coach that is broad. Like these are the results. Okay, so focus only on the results. I want to do this, 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 and I want to reach my goals of A, B, and C. And then you, you look at the program and those, those are the results. And then, but if you look at the, the middle of it, the meat that says, well, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this in order to do it. No, because everybody learns differently. Everybody's life is different. Everybody might not be able to quit their job and start a business right away. So they need to start up with a side hustle, you know, and, and build things up. And it might take a couple of years in order to have your, your life streams. But so don't pay for these thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollar programs from a coach if you don't have a fully a full understanding of what they want you to do. Because if you go to these um, websites and you, you click on the contact me and then they call you, some salesman calls you and says, yes, if you follow our program, you know, we these are proven techniques in order to help you, blah, 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 blah. You're throwing your money away. There is no proven technique that can get through to everybody and who they are. People, you know, and I, I know I'm going to get some flack about this from fellow coaches, but it's true. You learn differently. You think differently. You are a unique individual. So when I work with you, I want to find out who you are, what you're about, what your life purpose is, what's important to you. What's your why? I want to find out all this stuff first, and then I want to develop a program. It's like when you go to a personal trainer, the personal trainer spends the first session with you and runs you through some, ex some mobility exercises and then talks about your nutrition and then makes a specialized program for you and then changes it every four to six weeks because your body is getting stronger and, and all these different things but it's always an individual program. That's what you want. You want that from a coach as well. You want a coach who is gonna help you find your personal power, who is helping you gonna figure out what self-care is with self-respect, how to build your support systems. And then when you find your personal power, not to, be a, not to be a jerk to people, you want a coach that is going to be flexible enough in order to help you do this on your terms not me sitting there telling you that you need to do something that is completely outside your comfort zone because you're either extrovert or introvert because you're confident or not confident. But if I, if I sign you up for a $10,000 program and it's in order for you to have your own business and then part of the program is that you have to shoot uh, five videos and they have to be you know 30 minutes long, you have to write them, you have to produce them and you have to speak in them. And you are 100% uncomfortable in front of a camera, then that's a bullshit program. Because the coach did not take the time to recognize what your special situation is, what your needs are, what your comfort level is. Okay. I'm all for pushing people outside their comfort zone. 
but you can't take somebody who goes to a personal trainer and says, Hey, I'm eating 5,000 calories a day. And the personal trainer says, okay, well, from now on, since you're working with me, you're going to eat 1200 calories a day. You, you can't do the 5,000 to 1200 calories like that for someone. They're not going to stick to that. But if I go 5,000 to 4,500 to 3,800 to 3,200 to 2,500 to 2,000 to 1,500, then down to 1,200 over a period of time, it makes it toward you're more vested, you're you're into it more, you see more success, and I don't scare you away because I realize that I'm here to help you, not make you feel like shit about yourself. So that's what some of the coaches do nowadays is they'll create these programs and you see these thousands and thousands of dollars programs, and then you take it, and I know people who have paid five, ten, twenty thousand dollars for programs, they don't finish them. They're like, oh, well, I did it and I got a lot out of it, but I didn't feel like I needed to finish it because it wasn't for me. But I'm really happy that I did it. It's some of the best money I've ever spent. And then I'm like, okay, so what's what's the return on investment? You know, is what did you do or how's your revenue? Well, it's still pretty much the same. Well, well then it's <laughs> it sucked. It wasn't a good investment. You want to find someone in your life, a coach that helps you figure things out at your speed. This also applies to a mentor. Okay, so if you, again, if you can't afford coaching and you look for a mentor, find a mentor who is going to be like this. Find a mentor who wants to mentor you and understands you. And yes, wants to push your push you outside your comfort zone, but only when it's an agreed upon push. So I highly recommend mentors. They're, they're one of the, the best things that you could possibly do, there are so many volunteer mentors out there. There are people that, that you may know and, and you simply could just say, hey, you know, would you like to meet for coffee? You know, you sit and you go to coffee and you just talk to them. You're like, hey, you know, I, I see I, I see how you are. And I, I picture myself being like you in the next five years. But I could use a little bit of guidance. And I was just wondering, would you have maybe an hour a week that we could talk on the phone or talk in person over coffee like this? And let me just help guide me, help, help me figure some things out. Is that something that you'd be interested in? This is an amazing conversation to have with someone. What's really cool is when someone has that conversation with you and they ask you to become their mentor because you are exuding personal power. You're exuding respect. You never diminish anyone. You're an assertive person who knows what you want, knows what you want. You have a good communication style so that you never make anyone else feel small, but you always get results because you know how to communicate what to do. And because of that, someone asks you to coffee and says, Hey, will you be my mentor? What a privilege. Don't ever take that for granted. If someone asks you that. Because the courage that it took them to ask that question, you need to realize how big of a deal that is. And if somebody asks you for help and you blow them off, you're not assertive. You're, you're either passive or you're aggressive or you're passive aggressive. But an assertive person is a true leader who realizes that everyone around them can be leaders and you kind of make it your job you add it to your job description 
of making leaders, of making and empowering leaders. That's what a true leader is. That's what a true hero is. When you become the person at your job who is the go-to person, the person who it just gets shit done. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows that they can trust you to get anything done. You have to put boundaries on that. Because when you become so good at something, then people tr- start taking advantage of you. So you need to make sure that you're able to say, no, I'm not going to do this. You know, I, I had someone recently who they're, they're being needing to death. <laughs> they are doing a great job. Their team is outperforming all expectations. Because of this, everybody wants to learn from them. So the supervisor is, or the, and the boss is creating meetings for this leader. Over a month period, his, his meeting schedule increased by 500%. Then during that month, some of, some of the performance went down in the department because other people were called away as well to come to these meetings to talk. So then he, he, when he realized this after like the third week, he was like, no, 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 no. My department functions well, and we will be glad to share what we know, but we're not going to have, have all these meetings set like this because it's going to inhibit my department and inhibit what's going on here. Let me get, let me send you a schedule of what is feasible. Okay. So that's a leader. That's a leader who understands and they're assertive and they're like, look, I'm willing to help you. I want to help you. I want to help the entire company in every department. But it's going to be to where I protect my own department first. And I don't lose any edge that I currently have. And I don't overtax my people and overtax my resources. When you get to that point and you can say those kind of things and you feel comfortable saying those things, then you know that you have really made it with being assertive. Assertiveness is not a dirty word. People think that it is, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk more about that in the future. I'm going to, I don't know. I hate writing blogs, but I might write a blog about it. I don't know, uh, something, but the difference between aggress aggression and assertive is huge and assertive is not a dirty word. I, I want you to think of it as, uh, the, the Disney cartoon with the lions. He had two lions. One was assertive. One was aggressive. <laughs> I'm not sure what the legalities are with mentioning names on a podcast, so I'm not going to mention any names, but you guys know who I'm talking about. So in this Disney movie, it just came down. When the assertive uh, lion died, the aggressive lion took over. But the difference in the land, in the pride, in, in the world, when or in that area, because you had an assertive leader, who wanted to do nothing but build everyone up and treat everyone with respect. And then you got an aggressive leader who destroyed everything. So that's the difference. And that's the analogy that, that I just want you to think about because being an assertive leader means that you have heart. It means that you care about other people, but it also means that you care about yourself first. You always have to put yourself first. You do. Okay. I mean, I I have so, I work with a lot of healers and I had this conversation a couple days ago as well, where a healer called me and they're like, you know, Hey, I'm helping someone. And I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm doing all this for them. I want to make sure that they just, you know, that 
they don't suffer, that they don't go through this pain. And I'm like, bullshit. Bull, I'm calling bullshit on this because they need to go through this pain. If they don't go through the pain of losing someone, if they don't go through the grieving process initially, because you're there being the, the healer buffer, because you're there taking their pain away as a healer, then, then they're going to get reliant on you. And then when you're not there, all you're doing is lengthening up the bereavement process. And I'm very fortunate that when I talked to this person, they called me for help and guidance, and I communicated it that way, and it made perfect sense to them. And they're one of the most kindest, healthiest people that I've ever met in a lot of ways. But it's just, they don't have the, the experience. So the fact that they're, they're calling me and trying to get the experience is wonderful. And I, I love that. But if you are the kind of leader or if you are the kind of healer who goes to someone and wants to make things easier for that person, then you're not allowing that person to grow. You're not allowing that person to expand and to experience things. A person needs to experience hardship in order to understand what it means to be successful. A person needs to fail in order to know what it means to win. That's one of the biggest lessons in life. We need it with our kids. We need it with our coworkers or with our employees. We need it with our you know, family, friends, everything. We never want to be the person who loves someone out of fear or loves someone out of trying to be the hero and take that person's pain away. No, you want them to experience pain, but you want to be there to help them maneuver through the pain to get back to their baseline of feeling good. You know, I, I, I talked about anger recently where anger is one of the most powerful triggers for success. And it's one of the most powerful emotions for growth. When you get angry, things happen because it's a trigger. What happens though, is if you stay in anger, that's when everything falls apart. Anger is nothing more than a trigger. You need to get angry and then you need to take action and then you need to cause change and you need to expand so that you can go back to your baseline of good good mental health, a good mindset. If you stay in anger, if you stay in pity, if you stay in remorse, if you stay in shame, you're stuck. And that's not a good place to be. And that's not a good place to live. And I know people who have stayed in anger, shame, remorse for years, sometimes five, 10, 15 years. And then I talk to them and I let them know, Hey, Let's get rid of this. Let's come out of this. Let's stop living like this. And then their life changes. You can do that. You do not have to be an angry person and feel like life is just so hard and that it's, you know, everything always just fucks up and all these things. Because that's not, that's not the truth. You deserve so much more success and so much more than staying in that shame, anger, regret. You know, and this is where empathy comes in because you need that empathy with yourself. You need to be able to, that self-respect. You need to be able to forgive yourself for things. But also you need to do this with others. 
And if you're a leader in an organization or a leader in your family or the leader of your, your tribe of friends and you see somebody going through this, then, then it's good if you help them through it. All you have to do is have a conversation. Hey, you know, I noticed that uh, in the last few times I've seen you, you've been kind of angry and you're holding on to something. What's going on? Help them process it. Be the leader that they need because of, of your personal power, because of your respect, because of your passion, because of all the great things that you worked on in yourself. Seek out others that you see potential in. Seek out others that might need a sounding board. I don't want you to fix their problems for them, but I'd like for you to help them fix their own problems. That's really important. You, you can never fix anyone. You know, I've, I've worked with addicts for years. I can't fix an addict. Addiction is a self-diagnosed disease. I can be there and I can guide them and let them know, hey, this is what's going on in your life right now. You've destroyed your relationships. You've destroyed your career. You've, you, you're lying, you're cheating. You're starting to steal all to get a fix. Is this what you want? You know, and, and you're, you're holding up that mirror and you're just asking them. And then sometimes it's get the fuck away from me, Dave. Sometimes it's Dave, please help. And when they ask for help, I set them up with a support system. I get them in the right kind of treatment centers that they need. And I make sure that I set them up for success so that they can fight and they can heal. And you need to do that for others. Because once you've come into all of this knowledge, it's your responsibility to make sure that you're helping others. I mean, it really is. You you can't be so, so blind to that fact. Because again, this is what it means to be assertive. When you're assertive, you're living a life of service. Okay, service-based leadership is not a dirty word. It doesn't mean you're weak in any way. It, it is not weakness being vulnerable. Vulnerability is true strength. All you have to do is watch Brene Brown's TED Talks. Those first two TED Talks are amazing. And they talk about vulnerability. And it's one of the, the greatest things that you can ever do as a man or a woman. I work with a lot of alphas, alpha men who just think that vulnerability is for pussies. No. Bullshit. Vulnerability is true strength. If you don't understand that, again, self-knowledge, self-awareness. Learn, read, watch videos, watch TED Talks, watch YouTube videos. Find someone who you admire, who talks about this stuff, who talks about being this kind of leader, and follow them and listen to them. But don't do what they say. You want to take the knowledge in and then filter it into yourself and figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. I never want any of my clients to be versions of me. The, the greatest gift that anyone can ever give me is just growing into who they truly are 
And then I just know that I kind of helped offer a little bit of a roadmap for them to find themselves because they got a little bit lost along the way. So that's all that is really, but that's all that you need really. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense in some ways and I'm kind of rambling here at this point, but when you work, when you realize all the stuff that we've talked about, when you've improved your self-respect, when you've created your support systems, when you've aligned your career with your passion, when you found your personal power, when you start doing self-care for yourself, you're going to feel so good that you're going to want to surround yourself by people like you. So off make, help, help make them, help make them into the people that you've made yourself into. Don't do the work for them, but guide them inspire them teach them teach them what it means to have a life like you currently have based on what your life used to be some of the best role models are people that i have worked with who were down and out who were complete complete different than who they ended up being in the end because they've struggled so much because they've fallen so much because they failed so much I had somebody tell me the other day that they had to file bankruptcy. My normal, my normal reply to someone when they say, Hey, I lost my job or, Hey, you know, um, this devastating thing happened. You know, normally it's like, Oh man, I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, but this guy, he said, you know, I just, I, with COVID and everything going on, I, I lost my business and I have to declare bankruptcy. And, and I, I thought it was funny cause I didn't say, Oh, I'm sorry, dude, that sucks. My, my gut reaction was like, so what are you going to do now? You know, what's, what's the next project? What's the next success? And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, because I know you. I, I know that this isn't the end of your story. This is just a chapter. You had to declare bankruptcy because of COVID, because you owned a restaurant. So what's the new, what's the new deal? What's the new project? Do you need any help? And he was like, you really get me, don't you? I'm like, yeah, I do. Because I know the type of man you are, and I know that nothing is going to keep you down. So I don't need to say I'm sorry to you. I just simply need to say, okay, so now that that chapter is over with, let's finish up this bankruptcy shit. Let's get to work. Let's get you, let's get you going again. That mentality is so incredible because it's someone who picks himself up. They got the wind knocked out on them. They got knocked down to the knees, but then they pick themselves up. You know, I, I say it in sales all the time. It's, it's not how many yeses you get. It's how many no's, you know, and if you can, if you can get a lot of no's then that means you are grinding and you were just doing your thing and you were going to it, but it's a numbers game. So in sales, the more no's you get, the more sales you get, you know, and it's just that that's a proven technique. So I have some, uh, I have some mastermind classes that I do. Uh, why don't you guys check out my website at daveshepconsulting.com. I have a, uh, some mastermind classes that we meet weekly. I think about like four different classes or four different calls that I go on. They're all zoom. So they're not in person, uh, different times. Um, check out my schedule, on my website. Uh, and I also have a private Facebook group. Um, uh, I've got information on my website about that. Um, that's where you have kind of direct access to me, plus direct access to my clients. Um, and then 
one thing I found is that my clients really work well. T- they work well together. Uh, and I try and match them up in a lot of ways. Like I'll introduce them and I'll refer them to each other and, and I'll network for them. Um, and it's, I've always had great success with that. I, I, I am pretty blessed with some pretty cool clients. Um, so check that out. Also check out some, um, uh, uh, what else I'm going to say? Oh, I'm starting another podcast too. Uh, so this one is called coaching for leaders. Uh, so I'm also going to start another podcast called heal the healers. Um, and that one is going to be specifically based on different types of healing modalities. Um, and not just all woo-woo stuff, but I'm talking about like acupuncture, physical therapists, personal trainers, chiropractors, um, and it's basically helping healers um, expand their business as well as realize this self-care thing and how how to have the energy to heal others um, and still maintain your own energy levels. Uh, there will be some woo-woo stuff in there as well. You know me, I got to have that. Uh, but overall, um, life's been pretty good. We we survived the election. Um, I live in Portland, so it's kind of as long as I um, make sure that my family is safe, I kind of stay away from from some of the, the more dangerous areas um, at certain times of the day. Then then my family is okay. Um, overall, things are pretty good, um, and I'm just really enjoying. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying these podcasts. Um, I, I really am. It, it's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm getting some some people reaching out to me, uh, talking to me, and it, it has been very rewarding. And they're like, hey, I, I heard your podcast and I'd like to just talk to you about it. Um, always feel free to DM me, email me. My email is dave at daveshepconsulting.com. Uh, please feel free to. Um, and, and just answer questions. Uh, again, I, I've said this before. I don't... I'm not so big that I can't answer every question. And I really want to make it a point to answer all your questions. If I can help refer you to a coach, if I can help you find a mentor, if I can help you just be a sounding board for an afternoon in order to help get you set on a direction for the next six months, I'll, I'll help you. Okay. I'll just always know that. I hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you later. Peace.